Hello and welcome to Mad Hatter's Tea Party. This is Wael Hattar and with me today is Muna Saudi as well as William Lowry talking about Muna's current art exhibition, Poetry in Stone, shown at Lowry and Shabibi at Sergal Gallery. So I want to start off just because to give an idea for, uh, for everyone listening to us, uh, the, the, the kind of work that you do with Stone. And there's a beautiful poem that you've written in uh, the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, at the beginning of your book. It'll be lovely for you to, to read that off just to really uh, impress the idea of everything onto everyone listening before they come in and look at your ah, show. Okay. Yani, uh, I would like to say that mainly I work stone, and while work, working stone, it's an uh, important part of my life is a friendship with stone. So sometimes I have ideas for writing a poem, and it's all related to the uh, you know operation mm -hmm. or this life with stone. So I write it from all my soul. Mm -hmm. So in uh, one of the poem, I will read it in Arabic, it's translated, but uh, the original language is Arabic. Uh, it's called Muhit al-Hulum. Lihijaratin narfa'u minha muhit al-Hulum. Lihijaratin taskunu fiha bidayatun wa nihayat. Lihijaratin hubla bishawqa tajalli. Lihijaratin ansuju minha daw al-farah. Lihijaratin anquishu fiha masra al-ruh. لحجارة ألمسها فيتساعد بخار العشق وأسقلها فترق روحي وتكلمني آلهة الخفايا لحجارة علمتني بهاء الفعل لحجارة أستند عليها كلما مسني التعب أو طرق بابي اليأس لحجارة تصلني بما أعرف وبما لا أعرف تعلمت التجسيد لأدخل في الغيب you know, I think يعني, my relation with the earth is very old because since my childhood, I feel always that we as a human being, we belong to this earth. Mm -hmm. I don't have any, anything outside the earth, you know, everything in the earth is holy and we as a human being, plants, you know, every vivid thing is even our thoughts. Hmm? Yes. Relation between people, it all comes from something divine on the earth. And the essential material of our earth is stone. It's everlasting stone. It's the oldest, the everlasting. Hmm? So since I began working in sculpture, I went towards carving stones. And I still like this. My, the first sculpture I have done in Paris in 65, I called it Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. And until now, from time to time, I do another sculpture with different forms and still have each few years a new Mother Earth, you know. And then the thing that, uh, you know, sculpture, most of, many Arab artists began as sculptors, but then they abandoned that. Sculpture is a difficult art. It is, it is. Because it's not that you work with a hard material, but this, you need space for working it. Uh, you need time. Huh? It's time consuming. It's not like a painting. Now, any painter can do a painting in a few hours, in one day, two days, three days. Each sculpture takes a long period of, of making, of working. And because at the same time, it's a manual work, and then it's a spiritual work, and then it's a kind of intellectual work, because you have to combine all yes. these through the same time, the same, 
And as for me, as a sculptor, it's really, it's the thing that fills me with pleasure to do sculpture. This is why even I exhibit very little, because exhibiting for me, preparation for exhibiting, it eats a lot, consume a lot of my time, that I would like to give that just to be, to, to make this kind of a creative journey through the work itself. But when, we'll let William suffer. when William came, <laughs> no, he did not suffer much because I knew him, you know. So when William came to me, as I knew him since long time, I know how it is. He loved my work, etc. <laughs> so it began smoothly, and we arrived to have this exhibit here. Okay, you were talking about time. A lot of people uh, associate art with uh, someone letting out a feeling, and with that feeling, you you kind of you have it and you let it go. Uh, which is why you see all of the kind of the abstract work. With the work that you've done, um, as you mentioned before, it takes a lot of time to prepare, but it still carries this heavy uh, idea that the, the emotion that you've had building it carries across. But as you've said before, this takes a meticulous time of preparing, designing, and then going to the cutting. How do you no, as no, an it's, artist... No, it's, it's all go together. Cutting, working, thinking, yes. uh, creating the composition of the thing, it all goes together, huh? but if and, and what I take mm. is I take an anonymous stone that can be left over uh, millions of years, okay. and I turn it, it to a living creature. So, and these living creatures, as you see all these sculptures in the hall here, yes. they are living creatures. Yes, definitely. And I have done them until now when I look up to them, I felt that they are vivid creatures. Yeah, they have, I don't know how to, it, the word is blocking out of my, my brain in, in English, but in Arabic it's Hanan. Uh, you, you get that feeling. Yes, it, it should be. Yes. It should be, because the stone is something very, uh, very emotional, you know. It's just enough to touch a stone and then you feel something true, true and it's, it has energy, it has life in itself, you know. So what I bring out of the stone is its vividness, you know, and then at the same time, all my work remind of some organic forms, you know, which is, are the f forms, the fullness of life or nature. But in, but in any of your preparation, do you not uh, do sketch work or, or kind of pre-design, or you just kind of no, get down to the depend, cutting? You know, now, it's, uh, this year, it's 50 years that I'm doing, uh, I'm creating sculptures. When mm -hmm. I began in the 60s, the first few years, I used some time to do a small sketch or a small maquette, but it was just at the very, very beginning okay. years. Huh? And then now I take, not now, you know, since the beginning of the 70s, late 60s even, I take a piece of stone and I start directly in it, you know. And as it finished, it's a kind of invention for myself. So then, um, with all your stones and uh, you have them, you have the title of the project, then you see under it Carrera marble, Lebanese marble, Amman limestone, or even kind of Guatemalan marble. So you, you give the, instead of just saying marble, like most other sculptures do, you give that a character as well. No, just to, to, just to, uh, to mention where that, uh, that stone comes from. Why? Huh? Because it has identity, you know. It has identity, the identity of the stone is coming from this part of the earth, you know. Okay. It's, so, it's, the, so it takes, it it's takes the material to, des to describe the material. It does not, for example, when I work the Lebanese stone, which yes. is yellow, mm -hmm. you know, 
I worked for its yellowness, you know, for its color, or the Jordanian pinkish stone, or the other Jordanian uh, green stone, for mm -hmm. example, you know. But these stones, they come from somewhere in the earth, you know, so they have identity. <laughs> so which comes first then? Do you find a beautiful stone that, that gives you an idea, or do you have an idea then you look for a certain color? You know, I, usually where yeah. I live, I have plenty of stones around me. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> and sometimes when I go to quarries where they sell stones, mm. I would just buy a quantity of stones, you okay. know. This, this, this. Window and they shopping. are... And they are around me. Hmm? So mm. if a stone comes to my studio, hmm, it lives there. I might, I might wo start working it next day. Sometimes it might wait, stay waiting there for 10 years, and one morning off, okay, <laughs> I will work that one, you know. There's no rules. Okay. And um, as a kind of a, a quick digression, just because we are talking about the, about the difficulty in, in stone. Um, we can go into detail of the pieces, but but right now, William, can you can you kind of say how? Uh, I guess is it for for people who collect and and, and appreciate stone? Is it difficult mm -hmm. to to care? Yeah, sculpt in general. People but don't generally collect stone with, unless no. they're like Mona, <laughs> except for Mona, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so people with with sculpture, but more so stone culture, uh, stone sculptures. They are heavy and, and cumbersome and also fragile at the same time. So you had to ship everything here and kind of really manage it. Is, does that, is that the reason why sometimes it's difficult for people to have more shows like this or even our uh, collectors to, to want to... Uh, well, I think it's, it's, not just, it's not really just that. It's the fact that with um, stone sculptures, they're unique. Mm -hmm. Unlike a bronze or unlike, unlike uh, you know, works which are made of um, cast, cast ceramic, these are all unique pieces. So it means that there's only a limited number um, that Mona has made. Yeah. So given that each piece she could spend you know, weeks and weeks, if not months on, and come back to and, and take a very long time over each piece, there aren't going to be that many shows like that. Most sculptors um, these days don't, don't actually work in stone. They usually work in other materials mm. which can be reproduced in terms of additions. Videos and we have a lot of video artists too, but they're difficult to make too. Um, so, so I think it's 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 really it's really unusual to see um, a sculptor who has pretty much stuck to uh, this very difficult media over over you know half a century. Again, when has been talking about kind of the, her 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 love story between the earth and uh, and, and herself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that's been going on for a very long time, and it's and, and it's amazing to see how um, how consistent it's been. I mean, um, Mona's work from the 60s or the 70s. I think the earliest one that I've actually seen has been um, maybe late 60s. Um, it's incredibly consistent. There's there's a development. There's certainly a development in her work, but there's a consistency to it. There's no sort of backtracking in any way. It's 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 very very um, uh, a very sort of close and very sort of pure relationship that she has with her work. Um, from the show, from from the show we have right right now, is there is there any piece specifically that talks to you more than others? Um, I am very very keen on, um, as Mona knows, I'm very very keen on a particular kind of stone that um, is uh, a greenish Jordanian marble. 
which uh, Mona has sometimes called Jordanian jade. Um, and, and in fact, almost any piece that she makes of this, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with. It's, it's greenish, but it has um, these streaks which look almost like, like lightning. They like forked lightning. And it's, it's a piece which is called Growth. Um, and that, I think that's, that's my, my particular favorite piece in the show. But that's, that's just me. Um, the thing is, um, one thing that she, she didn't say is that with the different types of stone, I've noticed that there are certain shapes and there are certain forms mm -hmm. that are appropriate to, say, um, the, uh, the Amman limestone, which is kind of pinkish, yes. kind of like Petra color. Um, for instance, there are certain shapes which are appropriate for that. There are certain, um, for the Lebanese marble, which is this incredible kind of honey-colored marble that you see recurring and recurring. So I, I, think, I think it's fair to say that depending on the different type of stone, there are different forms which Mona finds appropriate. And I also find that kind of relationship interesting. It's, it's funny, actually, that you had mentioned growth because, uh, to be honest, for me, that was probably the 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 most difficult for me to have read and understood and connected with. Um, my, the ones that kind of uh, are more ingrained with, with my, I guess, affinity is would be Seed uh, or Sunset in Pink or even uh, The Poet. Mm. Um, for you, uh, Muna, I know they're all, and like, like you've talked to them as if they are parts of you or even kind of extensions as children. From this show or with time, do you, does one speak to you more than the rest? You know, all my work is like me, authentic to myself. So I never do something because others want this kind yes. of work of my. It's my own research. No, of course. It's my own. So all my works for me are the same, uh, the same value or the the same interior relation with them. You know. Um, well, this, this was one of those shows where no matter how, how much we explain an art piece, you would never understand of it just because the pure emotion coming from this rock is something to, to, be, to be around, to, to absorb and witness. But um, a few of the breakdowns, I guess, if, if we want to talk to the, the seed we had spoken about earlier, where it is a, a smaller circle and looks like a concentric kind of growth into this organic body. Um, you saw it as... Uh, a, uh, that it could be something within, uh, as if a womb or something growing. And we talked about it earlier as of how I saw it as the core of the earth with, with kind of extending to the outside and then becoming us, these humans living outside. Uh, and, and this is where we, we'd have that little glimpse of, of you humanizing uh, these rocks where it doesn't necessarily look like a person, but it feels like a person. Yeah. And is there a secret to that or is it just your actual love of earth? You know, it's my uh, my actual relation with mm. everything that's vivid, full of life and okay. vitality on this earth. It means with the positiveness of everything in life, you know. Fair and enough. the seed is just a kind of key. Uh, okay. To understand, to, to go, to go through the work. It can be anything. Yeah, you know? it, it answers again. It can again. be anything else. It can be the beginning of a thought, or the beginning of a dream, or the beginning of a human being. That first drop of the Yes, it might be any, anything of that. And usually the, the title comes at the end, you know. When okay. I work, I think of the composition. It's, my work is a kind of research in, in form, you know. So my main interest while working mm. is to find the, the forms, the relation between the lines, the depth, etc. after that. And during that, sometimes 
the title might come okay. or the title comes at the end and the title is just a kind of key for somebody who is seeing that to enter in the world so once the work is ready it become it belongs to people who can see it yes. so some people can see uh, lit very little and some people can see much more deeper you know it depends on persons and True. then it's given to everybody you, know. you do have the silk screens based on uh, uh, Darwish's work that, that you are a, a fan of um, yeah. in with, with these ones that you have present here um, they feel also like uh, or they look like um, works that you have so is this your uh, attempt at this is not an actual fact is it your visualization of this poetry you know, I love poetry in general, mm. and some great poets has very deep effect on me yep. as a sculptor. So, so I did uh, drawings for three poets. One of them is Mahmoud Darwish, mm. one of them Adonis, and then I did some work for the French poet Saint Jean Pers, you know. Okay. And, and sometimes when I stop uh, sculpting, I go to making shapes or making drawings on paper uh, inspired by poetry and my sculpt my drawings are very related to this to sculptural yes. forms you know because the, the the forms are very definite in the in, in the drawings and then I've, I've always feel a kind of <coughs> a relationship between a sculpture and a poem because a poem it's very little mm -hmm. and it has a kind of vibration around it you know? that one sentence in a poem yes it has very big surrounded with the space you know it's the same as a sculpture a sculpture is something that so i i feel as if sculpture is a kind of uh, embodiment of poetry so this is why even we use for this exhibit yes uh, the title of uh, uh, poetry in stone you know and many times i call my exhibitions poetic inspirations and before we go, one last question. Are you still working um, with Stone or are you taking a break? I don't take a break at all until the end <laughs> of my life. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I hate taking breaks. I never, I never travel unless I have something to do in that uh, journey. Otherwise, I don't travel. I travel in my ideas. And the thing is that this year, by the end of this year, yes. I will be 70. And I love that, you know, because seven is my favorite number. So being 70 is my great pleasure. And so this exhibit is a kind of introduction for my 70s. Oh, great. <laughs> so we're going to expect something new and different, and uh, but still emotional. Yeah. Thank you very much for, uh, for talking to Thank me. You. Thank and, you. And uh, hopefully the show is going to be uh, awesome, and everyone's going to love it as much as I do. Thank you very much. Thank you, too.